0: At the rock bottom, baby, quote, quote. I had to it from the ground. Quack-
1: Juno Tempest And I am your host for Sad Trainee Poetry Hour The trans radio show you never knew you needed, you're welcome With me in the studio is Fox Coke. Yeah, my boyfriend jour. For like a month now Yes I don't really take boyfriends uh, like that though
2: at a time gimme gimme
1: gimme fucking love this song this is uh gimme by
2: banks was this the woman her tits
1: yeah yeah on the uh the cover of This, uh, single, she is grabbing her tits, and I can relate as a, uh, a trans woman of ample bosom. I mean, why not keep your hands on them? And there we go. Bam. You can't see it through your headphones, but I am grabbing my ample bosom. (laughs) No wonder they have a graphic warning, uh... On our on our show, they also have that for uh, Art Star Scene Radio every Saturday from seven to eight p.m. I did not go yesterday. What were we doing yesterday, Fox?
2: Oh, we were at the beach.
1: Yeah, we we play, I played hooky rather.
2: But yeah, you slept way too long. And this is the results. No. no,
0: no, I slept just enough. The perfect amount busy. of time. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, Fox and I spent the day at the beach yesterday, or rather the afternoon. It was
2: a nice time, yeah. other than not being too great of a weather.
1: I feel like the weather was decent enough for like our need for sun exposure.
2: Yeah, I mean, we did not see the sun at all, or, we didn't saw try the sun. to. We saw it with the eyes, but our bodies did not see the sun.
1: Yes, they did for a little
2: bit. Maybe, maybe my legs long
1: enough that I did not get sunburned. Oh, that is! I just like leaned back in the chair and it went back a little bit further than I thought it would. Uh oh, surprise! Surprise! Falling backwards. Speaking of falling backward, uh, every all my my fucking Facebook feed is up in arms right now because of uh. Trump's, uh, I, I call him der Orangenführer, the Orange Leader, of Deutsch.
2: That's a good way to call him.
1: Yeah, the, the Orange Leader. Uh, but I, cause he's, oh my God. Like, the fact that this country is descending, like, very steeply into fascism, like, I mean, Capitalism has not really served, uh, it has not served minorities at all, uh, for, you know, all of history. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it's shameful that we've kind of like descended to this level where, um, the President of the United States, uh, as we must unfortunately call him, has called, has requested, read, demanded, uh, to the United States Supreme Court, which is, um, you know, uh, the power of checks and balances is something we learned about in eighth and twelfth grade here in the United States of America, KKK, uh, um, but like, you know last time i checked the executive branch is not allowed to demand uh things of the judicial branch without like just cause uh but der uh, orangenführer has like demanded from the us supreme court to uh discontinue its uh, interpretation of title 7 of the civil rights act of 1964 um this is an act it's uh, an anti-discrimination act uh and title 7 explicitly uh protects for discriminate uh discriminate it protects it is meant to protect against discrimination in the workplace um there are a number of other titles like title 9 discrimination in education um you know and that, that in and of itself is a fuckery, like, but, uh, so anyway, Delft called for like a rollback of interpretations that, uh, include protections for trans people. And of course the one that they, that they picked was, uh, like the court case precedent, like the case precedent or whatever, um, that they picked was like this trans woman who transitioned while working for like a funeral home. And, uh, it was deemed that like it, it was a discriminatory, uh, practice that as soon as this person transitioned, they were fired. It was a discriminatory termination. Like this person would otherwise be fully capable of, uh, fulfilling the roles of this position, However, the employer decided to take it upon themselves to uh, stick on a uh, a dress code violation as grounds for dismissal, which is complete garbage, complete garbage. You know, it there doesn't no matter sense involved. because mean, like that, that inherently like enforcing that dress code on a trans person is inherently discriminatory Um, and this, this case kind of like helped set a precedent, but, uh, the Trump administration would like for this precedent to be rolled back. Um, and like, just, just read about it. Just read about it. It's so fucked. Like, if, if we roll back the open, uh, definition of sex, uh, to like now, like because it does now include, uh, gender identity and, uh, sexuality, uh, in discrimination under, uh, the status of sex. But if we were to roll that back, it would basically mean like everyone's forced to go back in the closet or face the chopping block, which is an indication of Fascism
0: like vilifying uh vilifying marginalized minorities empowers
1: those who despise those minorities to then enact violence upon said marginalized minorities um
2: you know which yeah, I mean it, it is feels what like we call only reason for it,
1: yeah, which is you know. It's a pre, you know, that's a precursor to fascism. It is uh like a known indicator of uh, like a known, I forget how I put it on Facebook, but I was like, yeah, it, it basically like ensures that fascism will take hold of our nation and that genocide is imminent.
2: It seems like it's a, it's like a, a extreme reaction to, you know, gender politics in general to like trying to enforce some exception. Then the opposite of, you know, rolling the, that back to there is no protection.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of at a loss. So I'm, I'm just trying to live my life and
2: have fun. There's this great book that was written like, uh, I don't know, like over 2000 years ago. And this person wrote about. Governments and this idea of what does it mean to be good? And in order to find that, we could, you know, I uh, come up with a picture of a perfect government. And in there, he breaks down the, the idea that, you know, uh, the people are not educated well enough to elect leaders mm-hmm. and so that they elect tyrants. And I mean, this is the correct exact position we are in today. And he breaks down the idea that you don't have to be good to, you know, you can be a bad person, quote unquote, and use money to afford the looks of a good person, whereas someone who is actually being good will then be viewed as not good because they're not using wealth to, to pay for these things. So you're talking about optics, Myopics?
0: No, optics. As in? Like, how
1: something looks. Yeah, there's... Political, know. social optics. Yeah, you know, like... I mean, this is why, in like, social media influencers are a thing, because they control optics, like, the, the optics of their lives, which is, like, how people view them, but, like, they're only highlighting... The good things, mm-hmm. and they're actually like profiting
2: Correct. off of this this image. It's like a the you know and and the, and the internet you the people turn in turn themselves into memes, and mm-hmm. and you you cut out you know the bad parts, and just you know crop in the perfect part, and then you know you're in, you're a character, and you know that's you know our president. I mean, this is a, a human that is afforded the the perfect you know. Ability to look good within society and clearly, you know, anyone with half a brain can recognize this as a terrible human being. Yeah. But that is the position we're in as humans currently still, you know, you don't have to be good in this society. As long as you have money and power, you can skirt right around that and still be viewed as good and live life as a good human as if
0: you were. Yeah. I mean, isn't that how isn't that how that works?
1: uh, I'm trying to do Instagram live. I think my uh wi fi cut out yep, it did, and that's why it's not working. thanks, one hundred Bogart. you're awesome. We love you. oh, Lord, um speaking of optics, uh <laughs> I have some copy to read it's it's like images for your ears. Oh, uh, so as you may already know, one of the few ways Radio Free Brooklyn is able to generate revenue to keep our station on the air is by offering affordable podcast recording services to people in the community. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast or just want to get yours out of your kitchen and into a professional studio where it belongs... RFB offers a low hourly rate, which includes a technician. So all you need to do is show up and record. As a special thanks to our live listeners, we're offering an amazing discount through September 1st. Just use coupon code STP when scheduling and you'll get 20% off the cost of your first recording with us. Just go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and enter your coupon code to get your discount. Again, that's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and use coupon code STP before September 1st. Oh, so on to the next. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, I'm... <laughs> we went to a show uh at The Vault at 248 McKibben, Right around the corner from the studio here at One Hundred Brogart for Radio Free Brooklyn, um, and my my sister Mister was uh, ha- she she had her show with Shiny Penny, Shiny Penny, and uh, after after the show, like Mister was talking to me about like how it's it's so great that I worked for Catland Books with uh you know, Dakota and, and be, be Hollywood. Um, She, she said that right in the introduction when they started to perform. She did. She She was like talking during the introduction about how great it is that I work for Catland books because I am also an angry queer and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's appropriate. Like Mr. had to fucking like, Be my like act as my ambassador to the public for a minute because I was such an angry fucking trans woman. Uh, (laughs) thank you, mister. Shout out to mister. Come, come, uh, every I think it's like second and fourth Wednesdays, uh, at uh, the vault for live with mister and shiny penny. It's a great show. Yeah, it is. Um,
0: the vault, 248 McKibben Street. I feel like maybe someday I'll get
1: a show there. Although, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, I got an email today or either today or yesterday about my schedule. And like the schedule is light at Under St. Mark's Theater and our sister theater, The Crane. um, Or maybe it's the Mother Theater. I don't know. The bigger theater is the crane, but, uh, you know, I still get my two days, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's tough, uh, like working, like working the jobs I have to work. Can you close that door? There's like an echo or something. Thank you. Oh, that's so
0: much better. Uh, and yeah, so like there's, I think three days during the week without
1: shows at this theater, which is unheard of. So if you have an idea for a show, you should uh, get into contact with Frigid New York uh, and submit a show proposal for a show at our theater under St. Mark's, uh, which has capacity of like 40 to 45, or uh, The Crane, which has a capacity of, I think, 99 uh yeah, just like get in contact with them help help a bitch out i need I need work, I can't
0: work if there are no shows um, but I was thinking about like how it's like even though even though I fucking love everything that I'm
1: doing right now, I'm barely able to pay my bills. I saw a thing. Fox got mad at me this morning, not mad, but he got, he was like,
0: I don't know what the right word is, like slightly irritated, dejected. I don't know. Um,
1: he, he gave me like a look of disapproval is what I'll say. Uh, because I was like on my phone, like, Diving into the social medias, the Facebooks, uh, in particular. The
2: information superhighway.
0: Yeah. Uh, cyberspace. The World Wide Web. The internet is a series of tubes. <laughs> tubes. 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 Oh my God. Tubes. <laughs> Boobs.
2: Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> My ample <laughs> bosom.
0: That's
1: just gonna I, I need to like fucking get a soundboard and just have like my own clips and and play them, like my own little sound bites.
2: My ample bosom. I mean it sounds like a, like a Beavis and Butthead soundboard.
1: Yeah. Like That's kind of what I want. My ample bosom, my ample bosom. (laughs) I kind of want to get into electronic music by just like sampling my voice.
2: I mean, that's that's a way to do it. Just you know, rub your boobs on the mic. Well, yeah, I can motorboat
1: the mic,
0: and that would create a good trill, I think. Possibly, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh, so I was like, I was fucking connected to the information superhighway, as Fox so kindly put it. And I was like, I, uh, I think my- Jacked in. Yeah, I was jacked in. I was jilled in. I was jilled into the information superhighway, red-pilled, blue-pilled,
0: blue-pilled, if you will. I was blue-pilled for a second- and, uh, yeah, so I, um, got like really wrapped
1: up in this article about like how, uh, it was an article from, uh, in the New York, uh, in the New Yorker from like 2015 under the Obama administration about how like people, uh, namely like our, our, uh, Congress people, and shit um how they get like thirty uh, two paid to thirty two weeks paid vacation uh are opposed to six weeks paid vacation for the general population
2: wait thirty two weeks that's like uh six seven months, yeah, yeah, so they work for you know four
1: yeah, yeah, and you know they. They, pull in, they rake in $174,000 a year, and that was in 2015. And that's like a lifelong salary. That's a lifelong salary. Career politicians? No, like whether they're in office for like six months or 60 years.
2: Yeah, the term is a career politician. You're not you're not supposed to make a career out of being a politician, but that's the current position we're in now that no. many, many of those sectors have become careers, so they they do what they have to to stay in there to keep generating the money that they're getting off of it yeah,
1: well, so anyway the the article was about that that like these uh, these career politicians are opposed to like paid holiday and holiday. Is meant to like
2: recharge. How many weeks you get in Germany for holiday?
1: Uh I got twenty four days paid leave, paid holiday, and that
2: wasn't sick leave. That's a, is that, that was, easy, that that was paid short. holiday, doesn't it? Like twenty
1: four days.
2: So almost a month.
1: Yeah, it's a six. Uh, it's a it's a six day work week. You know.
2: You generally have six day work weeks in Germany. Eh.
1: not not always but i mean like 24 days divided by four is i i think it's like basically
0: it's it breaks down to two days a month you know two days out of every month they give you off um
1: and that's just that was just beginning in my first year when i was working at the theater um and i was i was just a dresser you know it wasn't like It wasn't, like, this, uh, like, fancy job. I was, when I got fired from the U.S. Department of the Army, um, thank you, Ami Pang, for making that happen. I appreciate you so much. Ami Pang is the, uh, maybe she's not anymore. She was the director of the, uh, Kelly Child Development Center in Stuttgart, Germany, on Kelly Barracks, and she is the one the woman responsible for firing me. you know she's middle middle management, so she was probably just taking orders, but you know she she fired me uh exactly two days before the uh trans uh like trans inclusion training that I requested a year before. Ooh. yeah, um it's okay like i i i have friends and those friends made a big stink about it
2: i mean you're also here now so i am
1: here uh and that's part of the reason but when i went to the uh it's called the ausländerbehörde ausländerbehörde is the uh alien registration office
2: ausländer
1: ausländer, ausländer is foreigner land. foreigner um and Behelde is like a bureau, so like the the alien registration office. I went in there, and like I already had a, a work contract. I already had German healthcare. Um, I already like had an apartment, so I fulfilled all the requirements necessary to stay in the country. But they said that the eight hundred euros a month I was bringing home, and that was my take home pay that that wasn't enough that I needed to take home at least a thousand euros a month. Uh, because my, my apartment, which I was super lucky to have was like 350 euros a month. Um, they said I wasn't making enough money to live on. And I'm like, that's funny because I've been living off of way less for the entirety of my seven years in this country.
2: Well, that's pretty, that's. And so, so like, so as a foreigner, I mean, will so, paint the position a little more. You, you, as a foreigner, you're going there because to, to try and to keep, update your status as a foreigner in this country. And well, you have to meet certain record or certain checklines. In check order to, yeah, in to order keep to keep on staying.
1: You have to prove in order to obtain a residency permit and a work visa.
2: So did you have yeah. this at the time and you were updating it or you No, were, I was, for
1: it? because I was fired from the US Department of the Army. Okay, so you're switching and you yeah, needed to update you, basically everything. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, so I was I was employed under the Status of Forces Agreement, NATO uh, SOFA status. Um so I was able to like live and work in Germany. Um, And the only reason I was able to work at the theater was because it did not conflict with my job working uh, without health insurance, without paid sick leave, without paid holiday for uh, a military child development center. It is a preschool that is glorified daycare, uh, and I was not paid very well. I think I made like after after 3 years I was barely I was making like 11.25 an hour or something like that. Um which is way less than I had been making like 4 years before that. Um <laughs> working as a gardener for a military golf course. You know, cuz brass has to have a place to play golf and talk war. Uh so like I shouldn't even be talking about this. But, like, nothing's going to happen. It's not, like, classified information or anything. It's just, like, silly that there are all of these things out there meant to, like, keep people silent. Like, don't let people know how the government really works. Don't let people know how the military functions. Because, you know, that's what the terrorists want you to do. That's how they win. No. No, no, we're just, we're just the bully on the, on the global playground. But, uh, yeah, I, what was the point? Oh yeah, I, I had, so the German government was saying that I wasn't making enough money to stay in the country in order not to be a burden on the German wealth, like social welfare system. So they wanted to make sure that I was making enough money to pay my rent to pay for food and incidentals, to pay for insurance, um, and to like pay for anything else I needed. Uh, and that's not the case here in the US, you know? Like, we don't really give a fuck if, uh, well, I mean, like, we, we do have like very, like, stringent immigration guidelines. Like, it's, it's possible to pay for, uh, like, like basically pay for a work visa. Your company has to value you enough as like a great enough asset that they're willing to pay the US government for you to stay here. Um, whereas like the average American citizen, like they don't really give a shit if you can like feed yourself or house yourself or,
2: like I mean that's probably why in Germany, they're so i mean there's there's a bit more of that cushion for the people yeah. correct so like I mean they have to be more stringent about foreigners than if they are
1: well, because Germany is almost completely landlocked there's you know the the North Sea or whatever um like Hamburg is a a trade city, but like yeah. Um, so Germany does have to be careful about immigration, but they try to maintain like more permeable borders than this country. You're listening to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, uh, here on Radio Free Brooklyn. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like I'm getting off on a rant, so I'm going to interrupt with some, uh, some copy. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Yes, you, dear listener, to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. To help support our mission and support transsexuals all over the Brooklyn area, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to stay on the air, so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. Remember, all contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And if you would like to donate to my show, to the dear, the near and dear Juno Tempest, the Siren of Bushwick, um, you can uh, just type into your search engine, even through your mobile device, rfb.nyc slash stp. That's rfb.nyc slash stp. Any donations that come my way will go toward paying my monthly uh dues to Radio Free Brooklyn to help amplify trans voices when we have trans voices that want to be heard on the air, aside from myself. I do love hearing myself talk, and if you like hearing me talk about my tits and my dick, feel free to donate. You can also just, like, send me money, because I'm poor, and I need a new phone and I have bills to pay. I can barely pay my rent. Like, I it cost me 50 bucks additional because I could not pay my rent by the 15th. I paid it on the 16th. So it's literally costing me more money to be poor. Um, so if you feel like it, just Venmo, at Juno Tempest, whatever you can afford, you know, like five bucks, 20 bucks, 500 bucks. My rent is 700 a month if you would like to sponsor my life here in uh Brooklyn, you know, just make a make a donation. Um and if you would like to call into this show, our call-in number is
2: 718-928-9732. What is that number again, Fox? 718-928- Nine seven three two.
0: Yeah, call in.
1: We'll uh we'll put your voice on the air. If I don't like what you say, I'll cut you off and that's okay because I have agency. This is my fucking show. And I do what I like. Speaking of doing what I like, uh I'm gonna are are you cool with me sharing a bit of my sad tranny poetry? For which this show owes its uh owes its name
2: is that uh, is yeah it is your show yeah, do I do it agency do it
1: oh my god, so i these are these are really sad. I was just like going through my notebook, which is like a poetry book slash journal uh and i I found this gem from June seventeenth. Uh, it was, it was like during my show, I guess. Um, I don't remember. Therapy, respite and torture, lights fueled by gas, a mother's pain of abandonment projected onto my psyche, always desiring to prove that I am dedicated to love, that my progenitors perpetually demand of me The undeserved reconciliation, the catechism into which they forced me, a sentence to a life of guilt, of shame, undeserved, warranted money back guarantee? Nah, no bra, utter disbelief, her mother voices over her new maternally ample bosom. Decolletage reverberates with every step in this. Brave journey everyone keeps telling me I'm taking under the influence of self-indulgent cis Yeah, oh, snap, 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 yes. Here we go. So yeah, that's just like... That, I think that was happening during my show Genre Reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic. Our next show is tomorrow. Where at? Uh tomorrow, Monday, August 19th and every third Monday at Branded Saloon. What time? Uh at 7ish uh like 6:30. Come come by around 6:30 for a social hour. We'll start the show around 7:30. It is our third anniversary of Genre Reassignment. Brooklyn's only trans open mic, um, and yeah, it's gonna be our our all stars episode. So come and,
2: come and bring some some of your own stuff if you want. Right?
1: Yeah, the second half is gonna be uh we're we're switching things up for the tran anniversary. this is a, this is an all star. It's yeah. not it's not open, or is it? Yeah, the second or half is in open. between. You have uh five minutes uh to do whatever you want. Uh, the only condition uh that you have to meet is uh identifying as a trans person to get on my stage uh you can sign up with your name and your genre we put it in that like sharp spin that is used only for names and uh oh look at that he he's learned i think you can skills yeah that's that's two in a row that's three in a row. Three in a row? Okay, now you've mastered it. Well, my hands aren't, my fingers are not bleeding this time. Well, that's always a good thing. So it's, it's an addition. No blood in the <laughs> studio, no bodily fluids,
2: I hear. I used to always say no dead bodies when I used to have house parties back in the day. Hmm. I, had, I had this one dude just walk in, completely lost his mind. Like he was ready to kill was the words coming out of his mouth. Oh my God. And I mean, he was raging. The next person that walked in the door, I pointed at him and said, you, you came in with him. All right, get him out of my fucking house now. And, and that was the end of that story. Then a whole bunch of people followed because there was going to be a fight ensued. This is, this is coming from a a one light blink a one blinking light town out in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York. Mm -hmm. Yes. Farm, farmland people.
0: Yeah, that's where I come from.
2: Is that so, eh?
0: Yeah, that's so. Oh my god. I'm. Oh, oh, this one's good. Speaking of raging,
1: uh, another another bit of my sad tranny poetry. This one, this this little gem is from July thirteenth. I was on the Lorimer L downtown. I'm bored of the basics. I have no patience to teach, not that at least dudes they challenge me, and that is why I am rude or a total fucking bitch. Oh, I guess that's it uh oh oh good, you know sure yeah. sweet oh yeah there's there's right after that I'm just i it's journal
2: was this on the train?
1: Yeah, this was on the train. Train
2: thoughts. I mean, that's that's a good segment. Yeah, train
1: thoughts. Yeah, train thoughts. Because uh, uh, I am a a train, a tran, and a thought there, that hoe over
2: there. Thought. thought. Oh, oh, that's that's one of the many linguistic things I have not. I'm learning.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Looking at my, this is not the time to be doing it, but no, it's it's
1: fine. Was this part of the notes? No, well, a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think I read that one a couple weeks ago. Um, oh lord, this one's about doing drugs. So, a friend of mine, I she will she will remain nameless. Um, she. Could not make it to the studio maybe someday soon. But we were out the other night at uh, at Rebecca's and a friend gave me some ketamine. She's like, I don't really like ketamine. Here, you can have this. And she's like, it's barely anything. It's like not even enough for a bump and da-da-da-da. And I, I opened that sucker up and it's like she put it in a fucking receipt paper. And so I opened it up. And I'm like, all right, how much work am I going to have to do to crush this shit up? Because she was like, it's really good. And really good K is really crystalline. So you have to fucking, you know, process it a little bit uh, so that it goes up your nose easier. And uh, because, you know, the smaller the the crystals, like the more surface area and the more surface area, the easier it goes into your your like through like permeates the membrane absorbency. Yeah. Yeah. you know, this is this is how to do drugs with Juno Tempest. Surface area that's <laughs> on sad trainee poetry hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. The op- thoughts and opinions stated by Juno Tempest are not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of Radio Free Brooklyn
2: or Tom Tenney.
1: We love you, Tom. Thanks for giving me a show.
2: <laughs> so this uh, dissociative psychedelic yeah, that's now proven is an uh, like depressant,
1: a, a, a very potent
2: antidepressant relieves depression almost immediately. Well it's specifically it really guarding to suicidal depression. And then that's that's also with uh one one type of treatment they have now yeah. available.
1: Well so when you do when you do ketamine off the streets, uh which is the way I like it. Um, you really, ne- you never really know what you're gonna do. Yet. And I did, I did basically one bump split into two lines because I like symmetry, up my nose. And uh, so I did ketamine the other night with Fox, uh, and he handled it pretty well. Um, but I got a little more fucked up than I intended to. It was great.
2: Though. You mean you're ready for more? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, always, always. Because like, oh my god. Fucking Hamilton Morris found out this sexy motherfucker lives in Brooklyn, but he's like way too popular to listen to my show. Um, But I kind of feel like just dropping into his DMs, be like, hey, I I love your work. Would you care to come on a a like a trans radio show and talk about psychedelics Probably not because you're not getting paid, and your time is worth
0: way
1: more than mine.
2: We pay in beer. I, yeah, we could, we could pay like a bread.
1: Yeah, but it's really uh, I mean, I don't know if
2: he, it's worth a try.
1: It's it's not like a psychedelic fish head or anything. So I don't know if Hamilton Morris would be into it. But no, I'm really into uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia produced by Vice Land, and uh, now now streaming two seasons on hulu i do i am not sponsored by any of these people or corporations uh like the the episode on ketamine um he's speaking to i forget who exactly it was i could look it up but that's gonna ruin things uh speaking to this person who did some experiments with ketamine Um, and like, he's an OG Yeah. Kind of found out that there were certain dosages that resulted like certain dose ranges that resulted in like certain experiences. So like a lower dose is just kind of a general sense of, of bliss and wellbeing. Um, um, like medium dose is like enough to cause distortion of vision, um, like vision, uh, like visual input and audio input, um, and also like haptic or like touch input, because like sensation is just so awesome and strange on ketamine. Uh, and then like in higher doses, it's when you get into like experiences of uh feeling godlike or feeling as though you are communicating with extraterrestrial beings
2: but it's a, a dissociative so yeah. you're, you're 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 breaking away from any any idea of who am i you're, where yeah. am i what 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 did I just do an hour ago? Is the correct
1: yeah, chiseling the ego away from the subconscious so that you are uh like a super conscious being residing unfortunately like kind of inhabiting a physical body but you're experiencing you're experiencing only the super conscious side of life rather than the uh like the conch like conscious reality um like that's how dissociative it can be but the dose that i took was not that much it was like it was a, a fairly low dose like i said it was basically one bump Divided I mean with, into two. When you're when you're
2: getting, I mean, you should say it like, you know, as a like, you don't know what you're getting at first, so you have to. Yeah, and, it's
1: it's best to start out slow. And and, and a up. great
2: thing about what we're talking right now is there are doctors here in New York City who are offering these type of treatments. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, they, they they do the 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 correct treatments. I mean, it's. The, the FDA, the very the very uh, group that that, that illegalized all these substances, put in put in one stipulation that if if something is proven to have such a great positive impact that that it can be fast tracked to public access, and so you know it's a fail-safe. I, yeah, correct. It's like well, if,
1: like that's kind of how Truvada got on the market is because it was proven to be extremely effective in uh populations that were the most at risk and so they kind of fast tracked it and right. like which is worse dealing with some like long-term side effects down the line or like contracting and uh and spreading HIV
2: yeah it's it's you know well i mean th- i guess with excuse me there there is i mean with with like um psilocybin for example it's it's getting fast tracked currently um mdma also is in its final stages of being being put out for uh ptsd I mean, you know, there, there's. Would you two- be
1: willing to like link to articles on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour's Facebook page? Oh, yes. We so that, do that people have reading material and we can provide a value added service. This, this can absolutely be done. To listeners of Sad Trainee Poetry Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn.
2: I mean, these are all, these are also, all, also, we're talking about, you know, mental health issues dealing with these things. It's not, it's not. I mean, these aren't, these aren't, there's two ways you can do, do go. I especially these types of things, you know, you can take a, a gram of mushrooms and have fun. You can also mm-hmm. take five to seven grams of mushrooms in complete darkness by yourself and mm-hmm. I mean, experience a whole different world in reality. And, you know, so there's these, I, there's ritual and there's, and there's having fun. Yeah. And these things will also smack you in the face at times if you abuse them. I mean, I've, I've, exactly. I've been hit.
1: Hard. Oh, I've, I have the utmost respect for drugs like this, which is why I take them rarely. You know, like Coke, I can give or take. You know, I know Coke is like very, very hit or miss, uh,
2: emphasis on miss. It's too good and it's usually, it's not good, really that good.
1: Well, I mean, like when I do, when I do Coke, that's really like, it's cut to fuck. Like I just don't have, a great time when I have really good Coke, like from a dealer. Cause the dealer's only going to carry like the purest shit. Yeah. If, if, if they
2: got the good connection. Yeah.
1: Duh. Um,
2: but even then it's like, Oh my God, more. I need more. Yeah. I need more. Oh God, this feels good. I need more. I need, you know, when it, like, the more, well, the better I it how is. To cut
1: myself off though. Oh with no. With
2: Coke. I mean, even like, like if I'm drunk and it's, it's like around well, and I know yeah. it's, good, it's like shit. Oh, Damn it! I could, you know, just do a little bit because it's really that good. And that, and then, oh wait, more, more. You know, yeah. it's it's you know this guy used to live with he uh, It's a you know, one is too much, and a thou or no one is one is never enough, and a thousand is no well, maybe it's the opposite. You got the words here.
1: Yeah, something. A thousand is never enough, but one is.
2: But so, one is too much. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I'm not really down for like abstinence from substances. No, I'm. Well, I, I feel like I feel like if you if you create uh, if you create like a negative connotation for a substance in your life, it is going to become a negative uh it's going to become a negative force in your life so like coke the way i think about it is like eh, if i do it i do it but like i don't need it i always tell myself like i don't need it even when i go off the rails and do a bunch of rails i'm like well that was a bad idea let's not do that again for a while but i don't beat myself up over going on a two-day
2: coke bender what we'll about bring it back to like uh, shamans especially like you know you know here here we are in a society without this this specific you know a uh, member of culture mm-hmm. that that is there to facilitate this one type of experience for humans i mean our brains are specifically wired in a manner to experience this psychedelic experience okay so
1: i'm going to i'm going to like interject here yes. and suggest that part of the reason that my dick is so popular is because I provide a transcendent experience for a certain portion, a portion of the population. That transcendent experience is sexual in nature and then leads them to feel shame, but the shame is not my problem because I I bring my dick to them knowing full well that they are very likely not prepared for it, but they still seek out my the experience of my dick being inside of them, and they always come. These dudes always come. If they're not going to come, like, my dick doesn't go inside them. Um, You know, and if there's any hesitation, I, full stop, all right, you need to take a break. You're not ready for this. Go home. Go home to your wife. Go home to your girlfriend. You know, go home to your mom's basement. So you're trying to point out that, like, you know. My dick is a, like, a transcendent experience that is sought out. Yeah. That is sought out by those who wish to, um, expand their, their purview, if you will. Uh, so my dick is a drug is basically what I'm saying. But like any drug, it can be like, it can be an experience that is helpful or an experience that is harmful I do not, like, I try not to stick my dick in people who might feel that it's, like, somehow shameful or harmful in some way. Uh, you know, I'll, like, fuck around, but whatever. So, I don't know. I had, I had a poem about, uh, like, drug use, I guess? Like, drug, u- this very, this very thing. So is it okay if I read it? Do it. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, We have eight minutes. Uh, This was on uh, June 21st at my former place of employment, Bazaar Bushwick, now defunct. Don't go there. Let them die. Slow and painful death. Lonely girl. Get over yourself, loathing, seething in your veins, poison so potent it permeates your relationships, so called. Whichever way you classify the notches, chopping her bedposts to bits, no way to substitute for the love she now seeks from men looking for a discount prostitute, a void of such magnitude even her therapist knows." will never be filled the way her dick does these assholes of brooklyn tunnels leading through piles of shit that spills from their lying lips oh yes mommy they say they moan groan men groan damaged produce of an era rewarding them for aggression repression desires pressed Balls deep onto me, she who craves validation like the drugs they offer to keep her silent, an invisible footnote in the normal lives they choose to live. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. This is Sad Trainee Poetry Hour here on Radio for Brooklyn every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern.
2: What you got coming up this week?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, funny you should ask. You can find me every third Monday at Branded Saloon for a sa- uh, genre reassignment, Brooklyn's Only Trans open mic. All stars tomorrow, Monday, August 19th. 5 to $10 suggested donation. If you are listening to this very program and you would like to contribute but cannot make it because you do not live in Brooklyn, feel free to Venmo at Juno Tempest to donate to genre reassignment. Just put in the notes, genre reassignment. You don't need to make it public. It's fine. Just send me money, please, so I can pay trans artists for their art. For our art. Uh, yeah, and then also, um, what what else? Oh, you can find me every Tuesday, every single Tuesday at the open mic under St. Mark's. Uh, at Under St. Mark's Theatre at 94 St. Mark's Place. Uh, Sign up starts at uh, 9 p.m. Like, we pull from the bucket around like 9.30, 9.45 or so. And uh, open mic goes from 10 p.m. till around 1.30. You can find me performing there every single Tuesday. I am your late night bartender for the open mic at Under St. Mark's Theatre. Oh, and yeah, I'm like trying to figure out some other performance stuff I can get my my hands on to. So, if you would like to collaborate with me, Juno Tempest, your your resident transsexual in Brooklyn, the Siren of Bushwick, just uh reach out to me on social media everywhere
2: at Juno Tempest. What about you, Fox? Oh, I'm here every Sunday. Apparently, the the, the... Resident Special Guest.
1: Resident Yeah. The um the the honorary uh
2: I don't know. Just got adopted
1: in. True Trans Ally T M. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm in I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh up next you can uh stay tuned for Reciprocity Radio by um uh hosted by Amanda McLeod. Um yeah, I'm just like maybe I should take us out with a, a bit of a song. Let's see YouTube. Uh what what else do I want? What else?
2: What else is good? We uh, need to we need to make some shirts. Yeah. I, need, I got the press. I would, got everything. Would,
1: would you like to uh wear a sad trainee poetry hour shirt uh, like, for guests? Come on. Yeah. Like just maybe that would be a way to get people in like, hey, you want a free t-shirt? Come on over. Come on over, you
2: need a little, little mingler. I don't know
1: if I'm gonna play a song. I think that's too much, too, too much, much for me. Yeah. Um, lordy, lordy. Uh, yeah. If you're a transsexual in the Brooklyn or New York area and you would like to be featured on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, just hit me up in my DMs uh and i will have you on yeah i i I really just want more uh like more trans people on the show because it shouldn't just be me and my white cishet boyfriend you
2: know well every other week we can have people
1: yeah so far so good yeah it's just
2: beginning Oh, Lordy, Lordy. I was just I just saw an article about the people on Twitch that stream to no one for years. I mean there was the one guy he was playing Minecraft for five years on permadeath and he died for some stupid mistake and all of a sudden his channel blew up out of just I my character died. And then, then PC Gamer, um, some some you know PC, you know, magazine wanted to interview him and blew it all up.
1: Yeah. So, also, if you happen to have connections, maybe at like Teen Vogue or some shit, uh, and would like to interview me, I'm looking at you, Lucy Diavolo. Interviews. Um, you should hit me up on my DMs. Uh, we got like 30 seconds left. Um, yeah. Tune I mean, in next week. Tune in next week, where we'll probably have some transsexuals on the air live. Uh, and I'll probably talk about my dick more and I'll definitely talk about my boobs more. Um, oh yeah. Follow my sex Twitter at temptress, Juno for pictures of me with my boyfriend's cum all over me. Lots of loads. Lots of loads. Loads on loads on loads. Bye.